On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with branding expert Chris Beltran. And this was really just such an awesome conversation. Chris is a great friend of mine. We talk uh, very regularly. And, you know, even though he is the branding, you know, king, and we talk a little bit about branding in the beginning of the episode, um, we actually dive deep into a number of different things and how he's been an introvert and how he's kind of get out of his comfort zone and talking about different things that create new nuances in your life and different things that you can create in your life to be happier and build a better life for yourself and different things that he's done to help himself. And there's just so many deep underlying uh, positive messages that we uncover in this episode. And so I just know that you're going to get a ton of value, both from a branding standpoint, you know, but also from another aspect of living your best self, creating good habits that are going to set you set yourself up for success and, you know, achieving your goals. So let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. All right, we are here. Let's Grow Together. And I am so excited for this guest. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, good times in uh, you know, before all of this, this craziness was happening. Um, but very, very excited to welcome the one and only Chris Beltran. So welcome, Chris. Hey, man. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. So real quick, just uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do, and, and who you serve. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, I'm Chris Beltran, and I'm really looked at as a branding, uh, rebranding expert. So I help uh, businesses really define their identity their brand's identity in their space so that they can start to attract their ideal clients and really set the tone for the expectations of what their business is all about. And I really help, you know, a lot of personal brands, but also small businesses and mid-sized businesses. Um, so really there's no set range, but you know, my heart is really helping um, entrepreneurs or businesses on the rise because I think they need the most help. So that's kind of where I like to focus my attention. Yeah. And I think it's so awesome hearing you talk and, you know, we've, we, uh, we met at the Kajabi summit, which was awesome, you know, filled with tons of speakers and, uh, you know, we both are advocates of Kajabi and, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, more connection with, uh, the Wedmore crew, which anybody who's been listening, uh, I feel like I've mentioned James Wedmore in every single episode. Um, <laughs> but for obvious reasons, but he's awesome. And, you know, it's interesting because I think that there's a lot to be said and, and from what I've been seeing with you, and I'd love to shift this and, and kind of go in this direction a little bit, um, in that, you know, when people think of their brand and a lot of times you, you know, recently you've been discussing about how, you know, brands are not just your logo, you know, it's so mm -hmm. much, so much more than that and how much, you know, a brand is part of your identity. So like how important from, you know, almost, almost like not just a person, it's, it's kind of a personal development side, but a personal development, but also a business side of, of how that kind of reflects into 
you know, what you're trying to accomplish within your personal brand, business brand, just what you do and how important it is to understand yourself, I guess, is where I'm getting. Does that make sense? So, so as far as like your own personality, kind of how that plays a part of your business or is that kind of yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, th I think, you know, just like a person, you know, a brand has its own personality. And especially with personal brands, if we're talking specifically about personal brands, you know, um, you really have to infuse some of your personality into your business and into your, um, into your uh, brand. And I guess what we really take from our personalities is really our, our, our values. And that's what we really implement in our businesses. And that's what I see a lot of successful businesses do, you know, integrity, honesty, things like that. And infusing that into your business will definitely set you up for success. Um, so is that kind of what you're, you're talking about? Hopefully yeah, that's somewhat of your question. Yeah, no. And I think, I think it's, it's just, uh, you know, making people think a little bit more into like what their, um, what their brand means to them and, um, you know, how they portray their brand. Um, mm. Yeah, well, I, I look at it as, you know, branding is really like the love language of your business, right? And so, again, kind of looking at what are some pieces of you that you can incorporate into your brand? And really what a brand is, because uh, I think this is something that's kind of generalized a lot in business, right? And that's usually the last thing on one's priority list is branding. <laughs> it's kind of like, I got to get the software. I got to get the systems. I got to get clients. I got So there's all these things that you want to get before you even start thinking about branding. But the way I look at branding is really the first thing that you should be focusing on because you want to set a foundation for your business. And um, so again, kind of going back to that, branding really sets the expectations of what your business is going to provide, right? And I think if you have great branding, people can expect a great experience. Love it. Yeah. Great experience. And that's, you know, again, that's, that's the, the, what you want to be able to reflect. Now, if somebody was like just starting, how would you recommend to somebody, you know, getting started within um, their brand or finding their brand identity? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think mainly you want to start with um, start to identify what is, what are these core aspects of your brand, right? You know, what do you want to look and feel like? And what I always start with is what I call trigger words. So just words, how would you describe this in just words, simple words, right? So are we modern, are we, uh, do we, are we vintage, are we um, natural, holistic? Just writing down a list of words, then we can start to bring those words to life with visuals. And that's where you would want to put together like a mood board or something, something that you can reference before you start hiring a designer and things like that. Gotcha. Mood board. So what is a mood board? <laughs> so a mood board is basically like a, um, and I like to use Pinterest. So mood boards, basically uh, a collection of images that again, set the tone for what you're trying to, um, the emotions that you're trying to uh, have here. So like I basically would have a, a mood board for specific categories like um, colors. So inside that mood board, I would start pinning a bunch of different images that say, say we're looking at a doctor's office, for example, right? Or dentist. 
um, you're not going to be posting or pinning or collecting a bunch of images that have red because <laughs> if you're a dentist you know red's not probably the best color for you to be using um, but so again going back to the the trigger words if we look at okay well we want to show that we're um, we're fresh, uh, purity. Um, we want to show that we're modern and clean and things like that, right? Well, if you start looking for images that relate to those words, we can look at you know fresh. Maybe there's a mint green that you that you can start to pin or blues, cool blues and things like that. So now you're starting to again align the images to the words that really describe the look and feel of your brand. Gotcha. It's so much more complex. It's such a funny thing that I think most people don't really think about when it comes to branding. You know, I think that this is one of the more, it's one of those things that I feel people think they know branding and they really don't. Uh, <laughs> do you agree? Yeah. Well, like I said, I think branding in, in the business world is very generalized. So there's, there's not a, a lot of clarity around what branding is and how important it is and things like that. But if you look at really successful businesses, they invest heavily into their branding, right? The image of their brand, of their business. So there's got to be a good reason for that. And the reason is that it really starts, you're, you're basically, I look at, you know, branding like also like a book. You have the cover, which is your visual side, your logo, colors, patterns, things like that, fonts but you can't design the cover of a book without knowing the story. And so the story of your um, brand is really where you need to start, right? How you start to describe the core values, what's your stance in the marketplace? What are you promising? Then you can start to bring those words to life, those ideas to life with visuals. So I think a lot of people think branding is, is mainly visual and that's, I think one of the biggest misconceptions because it really isn't, you know, there's messaging and a lot of other things that really make up quote unquote branding. Yeah. It's almost like it's uh, you know, hidden behind the scenes a little bit. It's more than just using the same colors and using the same font. You know, there's so much more in the, the hidden messages of how you're making people feel um, and you talked about your story a little bit or having a story. Um, so, you know, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. So sure. like, what's, you know, your story, how did you, you know, begin this entrepreneurial journey? What kind of got you started in, in the branding world and, and kind of how you've transitioned to, to, you know, where you are today? Yeah. So I started probably like most people in the corporate world as a creative director, um, for an eight figure drinkware promotional company. So basically what that is, is they would print logos on drinkware, like water bottles, glasses for the NFL TV shows, all this type of stuff. So it was really cool to see, um, you know, how basically everywhere I went, I started to see these bottles and I was like, Hey, we did that. Um, but I started designing their ads and, um, really everything that had to do with their brand, right? The branding side of their business. And I started to see, you know, coming out of college, the impact that I was having with being very intentional with the branding. Um, they started to, their confidence level just started to uh, explode. So they started to do a lot more things in their business than they probably would have before. And that's kind of like a, 
definitely a benefit of being more intentional with your branding. You become more confident. And when you're more confident, you kind of show up more in your business than ever. So that was, that's kind of where I started, you know, just understanding how intentional branding really affects the impact of what you're doing in your business. And then um, I started listening to a lot of podcasts like this, you know, Pat Flynn, James and stuff like that, you know, in the office. And I'm like, you know what, there's, there's a shift I feel I need to make uh, personally, and that's helping other small businesses, right? I, I'm, I can use the big brand strategies and help them grow their business with, by being intentional with their branding. So I started going to conferences just like, you know, Kajabi <laughs> and stuff like that. And I really feel like I was in your place, you know, many years ago, as just far as like learning and meeting new people in, in this online world. And, um, something just told me, Hey, this is, this is what you need to do. This is your calling <laughs> in a way. So just started meeting a lot of personal brands and people building their businesses online. And as I started becoming, um, you know, more, more aware of the need of this, of branding, that's when I started to, I basically quit my job and went all in with helping smaller businesses, you know, become more intentional with their branding. So awesome. It's such a, you know, it's always cool to hear those unique stories of how people, you know, kind of get started and get that shift. And to me, there's always, there's always these like other influences, like you said, these podcasts. Um, and I'm kind of curious to kind of shift it a little bit into how, you know, personally are things that, that you incorporated that, that helped you or habits per se, that kind of helped you to make this shift and eventually like take the leap to go on your own you know obviously listening to podcasts is one of them you know are there other things that you contribute to being able to make the transition and uh you know be successful in your business um through different things that you've implemented in your life yeah man that's a great question i think one of the things is um you know becoming an entrepreneur you definitely have to trust yourself so you definitely have to build some habits and um start doing some things that really exercise that confidence muscle and i think with with gaining more clarity around certain things you you gain confidence so the more i gain clarity around oh wow there's a need in this market space wow there's this is exactly what i can do to help them um, the more clarity i got the more confidence i got and i think kind of i think one of the habits was um i'm a very um in a way introverted. So I'm, I'm not very, <laughs> I love being on my computer designing and things like that. But I knew that I had to make a shift by putting myself out there. So that was kind of one thing I, I knew I needed to work on was how, how can I be more extroverted? How can I be more outgoing to share uh, ways that I can help? So that's something that I definitely started to work on uh, by going to conferences, uh, being on podcasts, and really just starting to um, clarify myself what was I trying to do and how can I clearly communicate that to to others um, and like I said I've always been entrepreneurial so you know back as a kid I had my own what was it like a snow cone little company <laughs> I saw these these soccer kids across the, I used to live across the street from a park so I would see these kids playing on the summer and I was like hey you know what I think I can if I make some snow cones I think Instead of the ice cream man coming by, I can, you know, sell, sell some snow cones. And so um, kind of, I think a big thing too, is, as far as habits goes, look to your past. 
look to your past and see where you have succeeded in, in the past and see what you were doing at that time. Because I think that can really help us um, start to pay, pave a new path when we're, when we're looking to try something new. It's like, look at your past. What were you doing in the past that really helped you become successful in whatever you're doing there? And going back to that, you know, I, I realized, hey, I saw a need. Um, the other thing is, is I start to connect with those customers on such an emotional level. Um, because I was a kid, they're a little older than me, but we, we kind of had the same um, interests and same language. And so going back to that experience, I wanted to, I, I guess I, in a way I was looking at how can I pull that into today for me and um, speaking that language with customers today and, and just connecting with them on that emotional level, I think has really helped me succeed in with what I'm doing. That's awesome. Making snow cones at an early age. And I've heard similar stories like that too. Um, you know, it's fascinating to hear how some people have got it, gotten started at such an, an early age. And, you know, one of the things that you, you mentioned, like you're going to conferences, you're talking with, with different people when you're, you know, kind of becoming more extroverted. Were there anything, anything specifically that you did to kind of become more extroverted? Because I know that's something that a lot of people that are introverted struggle with kind of being more extroverted. I, I feel I'm, I'm an introvert, but I definitely I'm like very in the middle and more on the extroverted side. Cause again, it is kind of a scale. It's not like black and white, but if, if somebody was, you know, introverted, is there anything that you did to, to help kind of overcome that and, and step out of your comfort zone a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of them was definitely going to, uh, Tony Robbins uh, <laughs> event, right? That I mean, that was a game changer for me. But also listening to a lot of different um, audiobooks that that speak on that topic and and uh, trying things. You know, I think the biggest things for someone that's introvert is is we like we like our habits, we like our space, we like you know the, we, we kind of like consistency. And I think once you start pushing that boundary a little bit, trying some things that are new. Uh, you start to automatically become a little more extroverted, right? Like going to a conference, you know, I can go back to my hotel room. Well, no, I'm going to meet one person today or two people. So just kind of always setting up little assignments, I guess, for myself. And um, growing up too, you know, I, my parents always pushed me and put me into things that I didn't really want to be in. But once I was in there, I succeeded and I did really well. So I, I kind of look at that as well as like, you know, it might be tough right now, but once you get moving, it becomes a lot easier and you're going to enjoy, enjoy it. So I think just having that mindset of this is new, but I know in the end, I'm going to enjoy this. This is going to be a story. This is going to be something I'm going to really enjoy. So kind of looking at it like that. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, taking the one, one small step forward into, you know, being uncomfortable and then finding, that you enjoy it. Now you mentioned Tony Robbins. What event was that? When was this? <laughs> that was, uh, man, what was that? that? I don't know. I don't remember what year that was. It was probably about five, five years ago, Unleash the Power Within. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, and, and that was something that we heard, you know, my fiance and I actually went together and we heard this was a, a game changer for so many people, you know, so many successful people went to this event. So I was mainly curious and, and 
it is definitely a unique experience. Um, you know, you're walking on fire, not eating for hours and hours, you know, these very long, long days. Um, but in the end, I think what I came, what I, the big takeaway for me was that um, you can set your state, right? You can set your mental state before you approach something. And at the time, I actually started a, a mobile marketing agency. So, and I worked with golf courses. So I was helping them use text marketing. So I had to be on the phone a lot. And this was something I didn't really want to do. But after that event, you know, I set, reset my state um, and my business started to grow. And so that's what I'm saying. Like once you start to try something new and do it long enough, you start to enjoy it. And I think that's one of the biggest things as far as entrepreneurs need, need to really understand, like, we're going to be trying a lot of new things. We're going to be pivoting and evolving. So we just got to get used to that and start to enjoy it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And then, you know, the more that you can kind of try new things, the more you're going to kind of figure out and really hone in on your, your skill set. And you mentioned, and, uh, cause I think Tony Robbins is awesome. I haven't been to, um, Unleash the Powers Within, but I have kind of got like a small taste of it at a different event. Um, and, and you were kind of touching on it a little bit where he's talking about you controlling your emotional state. And, um, you know, I, to me, that's like the thing that, that stuck with me a lot and I try and share with other people, but I'd love to hear kind of your perspective on that, um, particular topic. Um, you know, aside from prepping yourself for, you know, doing things like phone calls, are there any other things in your life where that kind of philosophy helped you? Absolutely. You know, it's, I think mainly this is called um, emotional intelligence. And there's actually a book called emotional intelligence uh, that I read in the past. But what that basically means is that you're kind of aware of your emotions at a certain time. And if you can start to um, become more aware of that, you're not going to be reactive, you're going to be responsive. And as entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, the more that we can be responsive rather than reactive, um, we're going to have better outcomes, right? So if we're emotionally charged by some, so somebody or something, we're going to typically make bad decisions because we're emotionally engaging in this thing rather than taking a step back and kind of looking at, okay, I know this is the situation right now, but what's the effect of my uh, decision? What's the consequence of this? And so, you know, with Tony Robbins and, and things like that, you know, kind of looking at what's the, what state are you in and how is that going to affect your decisions? And I think that's something that was one of the biggest takeaways for me from the event. Yeah. And being able to change your state, you know, and having that choice. And what's crazy is I just listened to a podcast from Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, and they're talking about this too. And, and they're basically saying, we're changing our state all the time. You know, when we put on our favorite music, when we have, when we eat food, uh, when we go exercise, um, we're always really changing our state. And those states, you know, last, it's basically determined on um, how much you're aware of that, of that state. So I think, you know, waking up, putting on your favorite music, meditating, journaling. I know you journal and stuff like that. So it's, you know, you're, you're kind of setting the tone and, and creating that state before you start your day. And that's just so important. 
Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of journaling. And I think, you know, setting the day with gratitude, which, um, you know, anyone who's listens knows that I am a broken record when it comes to talking about that. Um, but I would love to hear, um, you know, some of your, uh, kind of habits in the morning that, that you implement to help you, you know, set you up for, for this, you know, for success. Sure. Yeah. I mean, before I go to bed, it's kind of funny, like before I go to bed, I kind of, I don't have the same breakfast every day. So I kind of use that as a motivator to, to wake up and to be happy in a way. So it's kind of like, oh man, today I'm going to make a, you know, a tofu scramble with, you know, hash browns. And I already, before I go to bed, I'm already like, oh my God, I can't wait to wake up. <laughs> you know, so, so I'm kind of using my breakfast to really get me excited about waking up and I know I'm going to have my coffee. And, and so just kind of envisioning that state that I'm going to be in when I wake up in the morning is, is definitely helps me get out of bed. Um, other, a couple of other things is, you know, I'm not as consistent as I want to be, but with, you know, yoga and, and just having a meaningful conversation with my significant other, I think really sets us up to approach the day with gratitude, um, but also with insight and awareness. So if you can wake up and have a conversation with someone, I think that, you know, a meaningful conversation, um, I think that kind of just gets the ball rolling inside your mind as far as, you know, um, being grateful and, and being aware of what's to come for you and, and things like that. Uh, I guess the other thing would be looking at um, your tasks for the day and, and kind of, I use this app called commit to three. It's a free app. And basically it's just, it allows you to type in three things that you're going to do for that day. Um, not a whole list, just three things. And what I like about that, it allows me to just focus on the three most important things for the day. And then when you do it, when you complete that task, uh, you just tap it and it makes a little check mark. And then when you do all three, it kind of like shakes your phone and, you know, hey, you're done for the day. So I, I like that because I kind of use that as like, you know, morning, afternoon and, and evening, trying to set up, you know, three um, tasks that I need to complete for the day. And, you know, every day you're not gonna check off every single one. And I think one thing is when you're setting up new habits or anything like that is not to get down on yourself for not accomplishing every single goal that you set out to do, because it's almost impossible. And, you know, some days you are, some days you're not. And I think that ebb and flow for an entrepreneur is very important. Just being aware of that ebb and flow, because, um, you know, once you get down on yourself, if you're not able to get out of that state as quickly as you would like, you kind of keep going <laughs> down that rabbit hole of negativity and doubt and things like that. And, you know, we all go through that. Everyone from the Elon Musk to, to where we're at, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, we're all going to face some doubt and negativity. So I think just kind of giving yourself some grace, some understanding, Hey, look, you know, I didn't complete it today. I'm going to move that over to tomorrow and I'm going to, I'll finish that tomorrow. Um, but obviously there's some important tasks that you need to complete on a specific day, but you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting that, um, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the commit to three, um, because the last guest, um, I mean the last episode talked about rule, like rule of three, where she has like three tasks and everything's set in the number of three, which I thought, um, again, was just interesting that you, you pointed that out. And, you know, there's something to be said too. You mentioned, 
you know, checking things off. Cause I have a similar thing. My sleep app, um, has like basically they're my sleep notes, um, on like what I did that day. And so I can determine how that affects my sleep. But really what I've started to use it as, and I don't know if it's necessarily, is like it's the same similar thing where I'm checking off all the things. So it's like, did I exercise today? Did I read today? Um, you know, did I meditate today? And so I have this list, um, no cheat foods. That's a, that's a thing. And so I'm like checking the things off. And it's crazy because of that actual checking of things off, I make the decisions to do those things because I subconsciously like want that. I want to check it off at night. (laughs) It's like, it's a weird thing. And they talk about this in atomic habits too. It's like, you know, there's something to be said about checking it off, you know? And, um, you know, there's a previous guest that was talking about, he's got a, like a whiteboard. He checks, checks things off. It's such an interesting, um, kind of habit, but I do want to touch on something that you talked about that I think is so awesome and how you mentioned your breakfast and how that's how you like set the intention for the following day. Cause that's unique. So I feel like it's important to focus on that. And I think it's so awesome because there is some similarities and things that I do. I think it's so important. Like people don't realize how much your nightly intention really sets up the next day. Like if you want to have a good day, it starts the night before, like before you go to sleep. Right. Then, you know, so like, I love that you're like thinking about breakfast. It's anybody who's a breakfast fan lover has got to like, love you. Like, oh, Chris, you're the man, like love breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is there anything else? So like, like, how did that, how does that, I'd like just, I don't know if there's more, more to that. Do you have more to that to add? Um, well, it's funny because during this time of the recording, we're in kind of like this quarantine stay at home type of deal because of the, you know, because of this virus. And I think with, with this time right now, we're looking a lot of, we're looking in the, for a lot of ways that can uh, motivate us, right. Excite us. And how can we make this time more enjoyable? So really at the start of this time, um, you know, my fiance was, you know, home from work and, so I was like, we were cooking a lot of breakfast and trying new things. And that was exciting for me. And it just kind of became a natural thing. Like, what are we cooking tomorrow? <laughs> what's, what's, what's on the menu for tomorrow's breakfast? And I think um, I started to recognize, wow, I am so excited about tomorrow's breakfast that I can't wait to go to bed and get up <laughs> to make this. Um, so that kind of happened naturally. But I also started to see you know, when you do have something planned for the morning, like a trip, right, or a vacation, something that I, mean, I got to get up, I don't usually get up this early, but I'm going to get up at four or 5am so I could be at the airport and do this. Because I know, once I get to Hawaii, I'm going to have a great time. So kind of using that, um, I guess that strategy is, you know, again, looking at that state that you're going to have, and, and kind of just using that to motivate you to wake up early or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And I think an important part that you've talked about too, is like, I think part of the breakfast thing is like, you're trying new things for breakfast and right. you know, you've almost simplified something that like people take for granted in, in things of just like, how can we add new things to our life? It's like cook new things for breakfast in the morning. Like that's exciting. That's new. Like that's something to, to try new things. Like, 
wow, can it really be that simple to try new things to just like do something different for breakfast every single day? Like, why not? You're trying something new. I think that that's a, like a big aspect of just trying something new. Do you agree? Yeah. And, and there's studies that show that when you do try things new, try new things, um, you're kind of building new synapses in your mind, right? In your brain, you're, you're, you're really helping your brain grow and to make better connections, stronger connections. So, you know, I've heard on different podcasts and books, you know, if you're driving home from work, you know, try a different way, you know, try something new every day. That's going to help you really exercise your brain muscles. And I guess kind of knowing that and, and trying this every day, you know, and it's not like we're trying, you know, 360 new breakfasts. You know, I don't want to make it seem like we're trying a new breakfast every single day, but we're looking at trying something new. And then when we like that thing, it's like, cool, I look forward to that. I'm going to make, let's make that next week, you know, and you don't even have to plan out your breakfast for the whole week. It's just, even if it's just the night before, you know, Hey, last, you know, last, um, or last morning we made, you know, I don't know, yogurt, granola, and fruit. Tomorrow, let's try a smoothie. The next day, let's try, you know, uh, a bagel with some superfoods or whatever. So, you know, I mean, you can just kind of tweak it as you go. And so I don't want to make it seem like I have my whole life planned out as far as breakfast goes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. And I totally understand. I can relate. Like uh, this past weekend, I had, um, I had made it a point. So I ordered like groceries um, and it's like a custom pack. So it comes with a bunch of different stuff. It's not necessarily stuff that I normally would buy. Um, and one of the things is like potatoes. I just, I just don't normally buy potatoes. And so, you know, when the weekend was approaching, I was like, I cannot wait. I'm going to make some home fries in the morning, like Saturday morning breakfast, you know, and I was like looking forward to that, you know, and it was delicious and onions and cut it up. And, um, and it's just such a funny concept again, because it's who knew that that's actually what I did recently, where it was, I was actually getting excited about just little things, you know, of just, and I think, I think there's deep underlying things here, not right. just like, Oh, cook a different breakfast every day. That's not what this message is about. The message right. is like you can find the joy in little things like changing up your breakfast. You know, it's just something so small in how you can change things to add new things and feel a new way. Well, just like you said, you know, for the weekend, and that's actually what we typically do is we look forward to breakfast on the weekend, right? Because we're going to get up later and we're going to maybe we maybe go somewhere or things like that. But it's usually on the weekend that we look forward to breakfast. So I guess in a way I'm kind of, what we're doing is kind of looking at how do we do this every day? I want to feel like this. I want to feel like it's the weekend every day. So that's, that's kind of where that came from. And I suggest, you know, you guys try it. Love it. Yeah. And you know, when you, um, when you have something to just tweak and change and, and create, you know, new experiences and obviously and that's like something too where you're utilizing it with your fiance so it's like something that you're doing together that you're looking forward to and how you can you know incorporate these things um you know into your new you know new things new exciting things mm -hmm. um so let's let's just shift a a little bit i want to kind of transition a little bit more into um you know you, you talked about your morning routine 
a little bit, but I'd like to hear a little bit more if you have more to share on kind of, you know, are there things that you do? Um, Cause you mentioned I do journaling. Do you do any journaling in the morning? So I don't, I don't do as much as I would like to. And I did, I did in the past and I think I just kind of got off that track. Um, but I, I would, I'm definitely more in the meditative habit. I guess I kind of lean more towards meditating and, and kind of doing that more in my mind than on paper. But I definitely know the benefits of, of journaling. And my fiance does. She, she, man, she has like books and books and books or journals filled of journaling. And I guess because I see her doing it, I'm kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to do something else right now. So, um, but as far as like doing mindful things in the morning, meditation, um, music, I think is a really underestimated tool for your morning. Um, and so that's one thing that I definitely do is, is playing music that really changes my state, right? If we're cooking breakfast, you know, put on some good music and, you know, you can be dancing to you to when you're cooking and things like that. Um, or, you know, meditative music, things like that. So I think music it really helps us get into a state that we want to enjoy. So that's definitely something I do in the morning, evening, and night. I'm just always listening to music that will elevate my state. Um, as far as the morning goes, uh, like I said, with that app and just kind of looking at my, actually I, I do that at night, the night before I kind of put down all the tasks I'm going to do for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do in the morning is I will review it and kind of look at how those things make me feel. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I might want to change this, this out because this isn't as urgent or whatever. Um, but I also use, um, it's called Wallmates. Basically, it's kind of like a, a wall organizer, uh, dry eraser type of thing. Mm, okay. Um, and it has each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day of the week. And inside those, um, I write down more tasks. So if I get down with those three, I definitely have more that I need to do. So I kind of always go back to that um, board. Um, but yeah, as far as morning goes, it's, it's, I like to keep the morning very simple, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, again, uh, honing in on some of the more unique things that you're sharing, um, I think that music is something that a lot of people aren't necessarily incorporating or that is a little different. Uh, I do listen to music too, but, you know, my mornings a lot of times are more like podcasts or audiobook focus. So I love the idea of incorporating music into changing your state. Are there, uh, is there certain music that you, uh, listen to? You got a, you got playlists that you set up that are specific to kind of getting you in that state. Um, yeah, I, most of the time I like to explore a lot of music too. So, um, kind of listening to artists I like, and then, you know, who, what are some suggestions from either Apple music or Amazon, whoever, Spotify, doesn't matter what, what service you're using, they typically have some good suggestions. Um, but yeah, I, I do have some go-tos as well. Like it, again, just like food or anything else, you, if you know there's certain things that are going to put you in a certain state, um, just be aware of that and, and use those as your go-to. Um, so there's, there's a couple like meditative songs I like to listen to in the morning. Um, I also like cooking with 
with music that kind of resembles the type of food I'm cooking. <laughs> this might be kind of weird, but by making Mexican food, I like to have some kind of like Spanish flavor music and just kind of sets the tone. And, and or if I'm making Italian, right, listening to Italian and just kind of, again, it's, it's weird, but it definitely puts you, it take, takes you out of the space you're in and puts you into another space. And if you go to a restaurant, same thing, right? You're an Italian restaurant, they have Italian music, typically. So I'm kind of doing that as well. Um, so that's kind of funny, but yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, I think that's awesome because it goes back to what we were talking about before where it's almost like you're trying new things in regards to like the music and how if you're experimenting on new music, it gets you to think different ways, to feel different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's an important aspect and, you know, like you mentioned, we're in the, you know, the virus right now. And I feel that this virus has made a lot of people think differently and feel differently in some ways, good ways, you know, kind of like woke people up um, to, to just like, whoa, there's so much more going on here. You know, I got wrapped up in my, my routine of what I've always done. Do you feel that you've like noticed that or seen that uh, I know, you know, we own online businesses, so we weren't as affected as some other people, but I'd love to hear kind of your experience in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, with, with this time right now, with most people being home, most people slowing down, most people actually having the time and space to look within and to kind of be aware of more things because when you are busy, you're not aware of of much, you know, you're kind of focused on, you know, your work and coming back home and enjoying that and then going to bed and you're, you're waking up. So you're, you're in this really fast paced cycle that doesn't allow much awareness. Right. So I think during this time, having that additional time or, or feels like you have more time, right. It's not like I've changed my complete schedule because I've always been kind of working from home in a way. So, but I think just the energy has shifted. And I think feeling that energy and kind of, oh, wow, like, you know, I I could, since my parents are home and whatever, I'm going to call them more often. Or, you know what I mean? There's just some things that have shifted around you and just kind of being aware of that and how you can start to, um, I guess, in a way, just incorporate that more into your life i've actually started picking up the guitar more now than i ever have and yeah see your guitar back there the acoustic and i used to play all the time when i was younger and for whatever reason i'm probably thinking oh i don't have time you know but now it's like oh i'm gonna learn this song i'm gonna do and that enjoyment that i've had by picking the guitar back up and playing is now like a new addiction of fulfillment. And I think that's something that this time really gives us is like, what's, what's that new, it's a good addiction. What's that new addiction that we can, that we can gain that's going to give us more fulfillment, more joy and things like that. And I, it's the little things for sure. And, um, and I like to look to my past for, for those little, um, clues, I guess. Hey, I used to play guitar. I used to be, I used to love that. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to try. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, it's like riding a bike. You know, you're back in, you know, you might not be as good as you were, but the enjoyment that you get from it is pretty much the same. So 
I think that's what this time has really given us is just an opportunity to be more aware of what really fulfills us and paying attention to that and leaning into that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've done the same thing too. Yeah. During this time, like picking up my guitar and, and playing in it and it kind of does come back to you a little bit into just, it's so easy to get wrapped up in everything and focus on all these things. And, you know, I think that this is going to allow people to realize that like they can be in this slower state at all times. You know, when things get back to normal, it doesn't mean that have to speed things up again. You know, it's a choice to move slower, you know, like it's, it shouldn't, uh, you know, like why not? Exactly. And I think slow, at least in the U S kind of means, you know, you're unproductive or you're not producing as much as you should be. Um, but I think it's quite the contrary. It's like when you are able to be aware and to be more productive, hyper-focused on things in a shorter amount of time, you get more done. I mean, it's just proven with a lot of different re uh, researches and things like that. And that's something I've learned just from working at home, you know, working in the corporate world, you're in an office for eight hours a day. It's like, how much work do you really get done? Are you at the computer typing away for eight hours a day? Or are you getting up, going to the coffee, getting coffee, coming back, getting lunch? Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, you met so-and-so in the hallway. And there's a lot of time that is not being used productively. But we don't talk about that, you know. And so when, when I started working from home, I really started to feel guilty as, as far as how much I worked. I was like, wow, I worked for half amount of the hours and I don't, but I'm getting more done. I don't get what's going on here. It was kind of confusing. Um, and then you, you know, start reading books like, like you said, Atomic Habits and all these different books and they start to shed light on, hey, look, when you're hyper-focused, you get more things done. And so it's not really about slowing what you're doing. It's kind of just about how, how can you use this time more effectively? How can you really, be more intentional with your time. And maybe that's what you're kind of looking at or talking about as far as slowing down. It's just being more intentional with your time. And man, I will say that when you are more intentional with anything in your life, um, things become a lot easier. Let's put that that way. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, like you're saying with the way that, that time you know, allows you and, and all of a sudden you, you feel like you have, you know, people say they have more time right now. Um, but it's also about the activities that you're filling your time with. And a lot of times people just have filler, filler time. And, you know, like you said, there's all these studies that say that, you know, working more than 40 hours a week actually decreases your productivity. Um, and that you can work half the hours and produce twice the results, you know? Um, and so that's kind of like, a Hmm. You know, there's something here that like, Hey, you didn't play your guitar, but what if playing your guitar actually made you generate more revenue? Like that's, that's very possible in that you playing guitar allows you to like free your mind, clear your head. And then you go back to work and you're like, Oh yeah. All right. I'm going to do this, this. And then you're like laser focused. Cause you just took a break and just like played guitar for, you know, 10 minutes. And yeah. yeah. I think it's such a huge part in, in realizing that, 
the not working is just as important as the working. Yeah, man. And I think one thing, this might be for you too, but one thing I've definitely noticed, and I'm very introspective person. So kind of always looking at, you know, how things are affecting me and um, just being aware of that. And probably through meditation and going to these conferences and reading books and things like that, you kind of start to pay attention more to what you're doing and why you're doing things. But I will say that being home with, with somebody too, and just kind of feeling like you do have more time, I do see myself being on my phone more. And one thing I started to notice is going on social media, checking my email, reading the news, not trying to read the news all the time, but you know, just checking in, things like that. When I come out of that, <laughs> come out of like looking at all these things and it, you're not on the phone for like one minute, you're there, you can get sucked in, right? going from social media to email to news back to social media, you know, whether that's 10 to 20 to 30 minutes or whatever, when I come out of that, I'm like brain dead, dude. I'm like, man, my head, I'm fried. I can't work right now. Like I am literally, my brain is fried. And that is something that that until recently I started to realize, I think a lot of people feel in their work that they may be doing busy work, that they're being productive but it can be something like being on social media and checking your email. It's called context switching where you're kind of going back and forth with all these different things and then you feel completely drained. So you can't, you can't be effective after all that. And so once I started to realize, wow, like it's kind of like binge watching TV after that, you're not, you're like, I just want to go to bed or, you know what I mean? You're not really energized to do something and it's the same thing with what we have with us every day which is our phone and so i just kind of want to put that out there it's like even though it feels like we have more time we may be feeling like we're more productive you know we when we get sucked into a device or something that really doesn't energize us it's going to be a lot harder to be productive and ultimately be successful yeah i couldn't agree more that's a great great uh you know point of just understanding that the technology that we have and the things that we we use are all influencing us at at different times and affecting our our mood i mean we talked about your emotional state and how you know what you're looking at on social media could potentially change your state you know you could be listening to this music and everything's going great and then all of a sudden you you break it by going on your phone and now all of a sudden you've lost that that flow you know, and just that, right. like, you're actually more productive if you just do it. I know Brendan Bouchard talks about in just like 50 minute sprints. So it's like 50 minutes, you focus on one thing, you take a 10 minute break, 50 minutes, take a 10 minute break, you know, and you can go on your phone during that time, but like, don't go on your phone during the 50 minutes. Right. Yeah. And that's tough for a lot of people, especially when it's our, our habit to just like take it out and look at it. You know, I'm sure you've done this where you like take out your phone and go into an app and you're like, I didn't even think about doing that. I just, my brain just did it. (laughs) Well, it it is an addiction. I mean, you know, it's becoming an extension of us too. You know, Elon Musk talks about this. We're basically cyborgs because we, our phones are really a part of us. And when we don't have it, we freak out. And I know I do that you know, sometimes it's like, well, where's my phone? Uh, you know, check your, start patting your pocket, 
and you kind of freak out a little bit. It's like, wow, that's how addicted we are to our devices. And yes, we need it for, for work and, and things like that. For, you know, for us, we're creating content on our phones and things like that. Um, like I said, once we get sucked in and, and just keep going in that rabbit hole, down that rabbit hole, man, I, I don't feel great at all. And you know, my, and my fiance being here, she's always, you're, you're on your phone. You've been on your phone all day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm checking this. And, you know, we want to, we want to justify what we're doing there. And, you know, I guess in a way she's helped me kind of realize, wow, you know, I do spend a lot of time not being productive, just kind of getting sucked in and, and it really does fry your brain. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I've certainly, uh, you know, I've justified it myself and like, Oh, you know, um, I teach people social media. So like I need to be on social media regularly, you know, and checking it and engaging on it. And it's just, it's not a good, not a good, uh, not a good way of life. You know, again, everything is moderation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, wind down a little bit here. I know you, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, that you've gotten into podcasts and, and audiobooks. Are there any particular podcasts or books that you like just absolutely highly recommend that have had a huge impact on you? Oh man, there's so many. I might have to bust out my phone to see which, which ones I'm currently listening to. Um, what's the first one that comes to your head when you're like, man, like this is the book I recommend to everybody. Well, one of my all-time favorites, and this is, I, I have the audio book, but um, it's by Jim Rohn, uh, The Art of Exceptional Living. Um, that book is just, oh man, it's like, it's like church, not in a religious sense, but it's like, you know, being able to hear great advice um, to set you up every single day. It, and that, that book, I mean, I've listened to that. I don't even know how many times, probably over 10. Um, but it's just, just positivity reinforced through action that he kind of explains. And it's like, man, this is, this is something that I could listen to every single day. And it, and it has been a book that I have listened to throughout the years, many, many times. So that's definitely one. Um, Jim, Jim Rohn, The Art of Exceptional Living. Um, if you're looking to, for more business oriented, you know, with branding story brand is also a great book just mm -hmm. to get familiar with, uh, you know, the importance of your story and branding and things like that. Um, another one that I highly suggest is breaking the habit of being yourself. Oh, uh, that's a new one. Okay. I haven't heard that one before by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And that book really, he really talks about, you know, again, being, it's, everything's really about awareness. When you're aware of something, you can change it, right? Um, and he kind of looks at, you know, what are some of the habits you're doing? What, who are you? And, if, you know, like Jim Fortin says, you know, the bead you have, you got to be the person you want to be. Uh, and then you'll start doing the right things. And then you'll have, you know, those things that you're looking to, to have. So it's kind of like with that book, it's, specifically looking at how can you start to evolve yourself to be the best version 
and that's by looking at certain things that you're doing and certain habits and things like that. So I highly suggest that one up. And there's a lot of like research and crazy things that they, they've discovered and stuff like that. So it's really cool to, to check that out. Um, let me see if there's any other ones that kind of relate to what we're talking about. Um, I would, I would start with those, man. I think those really, um, you know, the miracle morning is also a good one by hell. Um, yeah, I did a whole, um, whole episode. Episode five is all about the miracle morning. And, um, you know, we talked about checking things off. So I have savers and I write it down in my journal every, every day, write the word savers and I cross it off. So I don't always check off all the letters, but man, when I look and I like, didn't check off like any of them i'm like oh this is bad but it's so much you know but if i'm getting most of them or getting all of them then i feel so awesome like today 100 percent. i'm gonna all i need to do today is exercise and journal at the end of the night and i've knocked them all off because i've already um you know did my meditation this morning my affirmations my visualizations um and did my reading and read this morning so it's like all of these things yeah big fan miracle morning that's a great one yeah and and it's it's a short read too so you know it's not like you have to dive deep with with a huge book with that um but yeah there's there's a lot of different books i think that you know i think mainly it's like when you find a book that that triggers you in a way like miracle morning or you know whatever whatever the book's going to be it's like that's a book you're probably going to read more than once because there's going to be so many nuggets in there that you start to rediscover as you go through different phases of your life. And I think that that's why, you know, the art of exceptional living for me has just been kind of that gold standard book. You know, it's almost like my personal Bible <laughs> for business and life. It's just, you know, there's just so much in there. And um, so, yeah, that, he, he yeah, always that's says start right now. That's, um, I have an, a credit for Audible. That's what it's going to be. I'm downloading that one. And it's funny because there was someone last week that recommended a book. I already bought it. So I got the physical one from her recommendation. And now this one's going right on my uh, Audible list. I made a joke. And, I'm, you know, it's it's true. These book recommendations are for me, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope the listeners are like, yes, all right, more books. Like I try and, um, you know, give people more things to go off of because, it's interesting to hear you saying similar books that I have read because then to me, it tells the listeners like, Hey, this is probably a good one because you know, there's a lot of people that are reading this one. You know, the fact you mentioned miracle morning is, is just a great one. And I've heard that recommended to me, you know, before, which is why I took, I mean, the story brand, man, I read that. I listened to that. Uh, I don't know, but it's probably, I'm probably due for a, you know, re-listen to the story brand because man, if you have a business, that is a must, that is a mm -hmm. must book to, to check out. Like, yep, very total. good book. Awesome. All right, cool. So lastly, we'll wrap up here. Um, Chris, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you or follow you? Um, you know, reach, reach out to you. Yeah. Well, you guys can always check out my website. It's chrisbeltran.me. Um, I'm on all the social platforms with the handle it's Chris Beltran. Um, yeah, come say hi. You know, I, I use Instagram really to show and, and Facebook to show a lot of the behind the scenes of projects that I'm working on 
and providing some branding insights on, on again, I think branding is one thing that a lot of people kind of um, overlook. And so I like to use, you know, those platforms to really share a lot of my insights and, and how you can do certain things to really gain more trust with your business and, and things like that and set the expectations. That's really the biggest thing about branding. It really sets the expectations for your business. And when people see great branding, they know that they, they're going to have a great experience. And, you know, with, with poor branding, it's kind of like, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> and there's really like those three phases, you know, poor, good, and great. And, you know, if you're on that poor, you know, if it, if it doesn't look very intentional, it's Canva hacked, it's generic, you know, you might be attracting clients that you don't really want to be working with at that time. So um, those, those are the platforms I would suggest, you know, check me out, come say hi. And uh, yeah, I'd love to get to know you guys. Love it. Yeah. Check him out. He's working, working with some pretty big brands, you know, some big people, you know, this is a guy you're going to want to check out and follow. Um, and you know, it's been great getting to know you, Chris. I look forward to living a little closer um, soon enough where we can maybe get together. Um, and I'm sure we'll be hanging out soon at some, some more events. So I look forward to, you know, continuing our, our relationship and, and all that we, uh, we both achieved together. So thanks so much for being with me today. Absolutely, Nick. And I just want to say, you know, I appreciate you doing the work that you do because, you know, it really does inspire and, and affect people and helping them change their own states and things like that. But, you know, you're, I'm really glad we got to know each other at that event and continue that relationship because, you know, we, we communicate, you know, pretty often, right? And I think that has helped us in our own right as far as our business and, and what we're trying to do and, and just being able to connect with someone that has a great heart and is looking to, to serve rather than just get sales and things like that um, really, you know, put you in, put you in a position to really grow a lot faster as a person and as a business. So, you know, I appreciate our friendship as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. That was great. Yeah, this is awesome. And uh, you know, more good things coming. So thank you so much, uh, everyone for listening. Um, and remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.